And just before that, Lucky Dube, together as one. And speaking to our guest, uh, that's Zibu Sitole, joining us online. And um, this is word domination. So The Thing with Zola is a novel by uh, Zibu Sitole, and she's the author. Let's find out what's in The Thing with Zola. Good morning and a warm welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Hi, Bertha. Thank you so much for having me. Now, this is your debut novel, and you've been a ghost writer for other people's work and decided, okay, I think I'm ready to do my own thing. What was the process of writing your own book with your own name? The process, well, it started with first plucking up the courage to do it. Because ghostwriting is one thing, but having your name, your face, and being associated with your work is something completely different. Because you always want to give the best of yourself. Because no matter how many books I write after this, the thing with that will always be my first one. It will be my introduction and first impressions last. So the first step was plucking up the courage. And the next step was actually just writing then it's the editing process and it's yeah <laughs> it's a longer process than i expected <laughs> so so you write about this 29 year old zola working and studying in europe must have been quite interesting for zola then for zola yes it was interesting it was exciting it was something she had always wanted and it's something she had wanted to continue. It's not something she had wanted to stop. She didn't want to come home, but things happened. And her visa finally expired, and she finds herself back in FA. She doesn't want to be here. She doesn't want to be with her mom. She doesn't want to be with her sister. And she definitely doesn't want to join the job hunt that so many young people are on and finding it difficult. They're finding it difficult to succeed, to actually start their careers and She's 29, but in reality, she's starting at the first rung of the corporate ladder. She doesn't have any work experience, but at the same time, she's a bit overqualified. So that's the Zola's struggle. Mm. I'm sure it must have been, you know, when you were writing, considering the two different culture shocks when you are in Europe and when you come back home to Africa, there are certain expectations and behaviors. And, you know, in Europe, there's this this liberal the liberalness that comes with it. How would you describe this phase of her life when she comes back? Complicated. Because the biggest shock she needs to get over is that when she was in Europe, she was in control of when she comes home, when she does certain things, how she does certain things. She was living with her boyfriend, which is something she could never have done while her mother is a taxi ride away in Fosloris. So now that she's back in Fosloris with her family, she has to adjust to not being in complete control of her time and her curfew and what she can and cannot do. Because that's the thing about being in an African household. As long as you're under your parents' roof, you could be 40. You are still a child. When they say gates are locked at 8, gates are locked at 8. Your ID number does not matter. 
<laughs> that is so true. You will still, even when you're married and you have children, you're still a child. As long as your parents are still alive and living, you are still exactly. their baby. And can you can you read us? Maybe just read us a a a, a paragraph. Okay, I'm going to read a short passage from right in the beginning of the book. Okay. Great. With practiced precision, Zola took off her wig and threw it across the living room, through the open doors of her bedroom and onto her bed. Mbali Tabete can go to hell, she shrieked, her twang finally failing her. Zola's younger sister Tobile walked out of the shared bedroom, hiding a small smile. Mbali Tabete, she asked, scrolling through her phone. You were going to meet the Mbali Tabete? Zola's nose flared as she glared at Tobile. She hadn't missed the suppressed laughter in her voice. Sis, you know Mbali Tabete is a man, right? Tobile passed Zola her battered phone. Through the cracked screen, Zola recognized the grin of the man she had left smiling expectantly at the coffee shop. Okay. That's quite quite an interesting paragraph. So, in this instance, who... When she when she gets upset with is it the sister, yes. this this man that where she's reminded is a man. Just give me context. Okay, so this is right at the beginning. It's the end of the first chapter. I hope I'm not giving too many spoilers. Uh, no, like, the name Mbali is typically a woman's name, right? People associate yes, it with yeah. it being feminine, but it's actually unisex. There are a few male Mbalis, and our Mbali is. A shortened version of his full name. His full name is actually Mbalini. He's named after a Congolese doctor. Ah, so she okay. assumed, because they had communicated just via email, that she was going to meet a woman. She had conjured this image of a woman starting a business and they're going to work together in her head. And when she got there and a man sat down, she also assumed he was hitting on her. You know, he's creepy. How dare he? He's so arrogant. So she got up and she left. She gets home and she's raving about how this woman she was going to meet just didn't show up to her meeting. And it turns out he, Mbali, actually turned up and she just left him at the table. So it's that, that's their introduction. That is our couple, Mbali and Zola. And that's how they meet. Mm. And I think like you're saying, we don't want to give to give out everything and give out a lot because look, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. It's always, you know, a, a, a beautiful experience for you to go out, get the book and really read through and paint your own picture in your head because reading makes you see your own picture. That's different from everybody else. And so what elements of your own life do you share with Zola that you brought into the stories? So I've sprinkled a bit of my own life into all of the characters, right? So like Zola, after the pandemic, I've had to come home to the East Rand and I've had to make some adjustments from living on my own with my son in Randburg to being back in the township of Togoza. And that's where I wrote the book from. That is also why it had to be based on the East Rand. I feel like it's a coming home story and an ode to the community that raised me, right? And with Mbali, I share the living in two worlds because his parents might have been rich and well off and sent him to the fancy private school, but he actually grew up at his grandmother's house in Turfontaine, which is a semi-disadvantaged community. 
So I grew up in Tobosa, which is a township, and had the experience of being educated in a private school, which is kind of jumping from one world to another every day, every morning and every evening. So that is what I had in common. That is how I relate to the two main characters. Emotionally, I can relate to every single one of the characters, even the minor characters who don't play such a huge role in the book. I can relate to Mbadi's mother being a boy mom, you know, having your son be your only child and having him be your entire world and also living with the possibility that he will leave and have his own life. I, 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 I can relate to her clinginess. I can relate to Nomsebenzi's harshness because I do, I have experienced a mother figure who was very strict, who wanted the best for me, but couldn't really express it in the most loving way. And I can relate to Obuhe because I feel everyone has loved someone who hasn't loved them back the way they've expected. Mm. And I know that this is your your first your first baby. Are we going to see more work from you? And you know your your in terms of your writing, your thought process, and your themes. Maybe uh, would you like to maybe spill a bit of tea? Maybe, I don't know if you want to, but you don't have to. I definitely be interesting want to. to know. <laughs> I want to because. One of the most common comments and reviews I've had from people who inbox me on social media, on TikTok, is that I've left them hanging because the book kind of ends on a cliffhanger and they wanted more. And the big news is that more is coming. at the Well, around Easter time next year, we can expect the next part of Zola and Mbali's story to continue. Just from the sounds of it, it's it's almost like I can I can foresee a, a a TV show maybe some production on TV. That would be great. That would be great. I hope the TV people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, from because it's it's quite. Uh, something else, you know, when you write something and you leave people hanging and people are so hungry to say, what happens next? What happens next? Yeah. You know, and, and when, it go, when it takes that route, I think it always becomes a little bit easier than to even make it a visual storytelling uh, situation, whether it's a drama, whatever you want to call it. But this is quite fascinating that you've gone and written for yourself and this is your own first baby. Now, from a writer's perspective tell me how has the experience been in terms of you know contribute not contribution per se but criticism and how you take it i think in the beginning of my career as a journalist criticism criticism was hard but as a writer it is part of the job because it starts with your editor you know, the first people to read your manuscript will point things out. And it's all part of growing and becoming better and improving your craft. If you plan on only writing one book, then maybe don't take the criticism to heart. But if you want a career in writing, criticism comes with it. It's what helps you grow. If people don't tell you you're making a mistake or show you where you can improve, there is really no point. You're not going to get any better. Your books are not going to become anything more than what they already are. And 
my aim. I'm also relatively young. I'm only 32, and I aim to grow. My point is to grow. That is what I want, and I, I welcome criticism. If somebody has input, they want to show me something, something I can do better, as long as it's constructive, I can take it, and I welcome it. And is uh, the book out there yet? And if it is, where can we find it? The thing with Zola is available at all major bookstores online, on Amazon, on Google Play, Kindle. And yeah, it came out on the 1st of September and it's still on bookshelves. You can still get it, but please do hurry up, finish this one so that you can jump onto the next one in the new year. Zibustola, thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast, uh, author of The Ping with Zola. Interesting. I think I'm going to go through it and I will give you feedback. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and have, a, have yourself a fantastic Sunday. Thank you for having me. Have a great Sunday. Bye.